0: Hello, I am Joshua.
1: And I am Jamie. And And we're we're going to do do Daredevil. Daredevil.
0: I like being in the gattles.
1: garage. Garage. Um, we are, a couple of things before we get going. Um, mm-hmm. well, actually, I don't know if it's a couple of, I always say a couple of things. Okay. It's got a nice cadence. Um, Daredevil's date of birth. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, yes. we, we discovered, I think it was, uh, was it um, Man Without Fear on Twitter who, who? probably um yeah he seems to know everything everything about everything nice it it is nice (laughs) um it is october 21st a year conveniently covered so we don't know his age of course yes is probably like 30 (laughs) whatever (laughs) at the moment he's at least 46 now (laughs) (laughs) but october 21st which makes him a is that virgo I, I I know he's
0: not a Leo because that's what I am. Yeah. And that's and about it.
1: Scorpio starts October 23rd. I know that because my darling wife is a Scorpio and her birthday is right on the start. There you go. So um, <laughs> I think it makes him a Virgo or a Libra. I can't remember. Libra sounds better. Yeah, sure. Why the not? The scales of justice, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone knows, you don't have to write in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that important. Don't waste your time with this. Yeah. Come on. But uh, if you feel like you want to, um, you can email us and tell us what star sign. And we can start at, maybe at the start of every episode where I read his horoscope. Yeah. <laughs> see see how Matt's going to do it. i normally say something like uh, trouble in love ahead. Uh,
0: what is it uh, where every year there's a, a 12 year. Um you know, where, where you're an animal for one year. That's the Chinese the, horoscope. Yeah, and it, and it changes every 12 years, right?
1: Uh, it, it reverts back. It's a cycle yeah. of 12 animals. Yeah,
0: that's what I meant. Um, so if we find out what his animal is, yeah.
1: then we'll be able to figure out his, his uh, date of birth
0: a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although it will give us like a 12-year window, <laughs> it might be. I mean, if you're going back to when he was when he first appeared, it was 1964. Four. Four, yeah. Yeah, and he was... 19 maybe at that stage 20 it was out of college so probably 21 right sure or a (laughs) a junior lawyer 23 (laughs) anyway we could go on forever um right here we are in the garage together together again at last Uh um and we're going to cover five comics i believe
0: Yes, uh, Punisher, War Journal 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. and two of Jamie's favorites, and I oh, read yeah. them for the first time for mm-hmm. this podcast, and I, they, I like them a lot as well. Their yeah. issues 259 and 260, both very good.
1: Yeah, I think 260 is in my top three standalone issues.
0: It, it is very good, and if you notice, um, I, I can't remember what how it... Um, landed in your positioning when we did this a long time ago mm-hmm. for after the first uh, 200 issues, yeah. what your, your favorites were. But 181, which I know you really like a lot, yeah. uh, the one where Bullseye kills Electra, that is a double sized issue. Mm-hmm. This issue, issue two hundred and sixty, is also a double-sized issue. Yeah. So whenever you see double-sized issue for Daredevil, you know you are in, good for, a times. Yeah. in um, for a treat.
1: Yeah, you're in for a treat. Yeah, Chip Zdarsky, uh, who's currently writing the Daredevil comic, announced that he has a annual uh, coming out for a, in his current run, which is actually pretty good. I say actually pretty good. Like people, did. Daredevil's always good. There's, mm-hmm. there's only two Daredevil storylines I haven't liked. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll get to those when we get to those but um he's he's run at the moment it's really good fun it's kind of uh he is avoiding putting matt in the costume um but he's pulling all kinds of tricks to have him still operate as a hero not necessarily calling himself daredevil um Mm -hmm. And he said that the the annual he, he had a storyline which was too big for a single issue, so he, they Marvel said you can put it in an annual. So he's got an annual coming out. So I'm going to call that a double sized issue. When it comes there you out go. There. I'm very excited cool. to see what he's in. He's he wrote his you know he's normally very uh, jokey on social media, but mm-hmm. he wrote that this one is quite a serious uh, has some serious ramifications for the mm-hmm. character. So looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he then, out h- June. How long was he in the black suit? The black suit, um, the which one? He's w- had a couple.
0: When the one that happened most recently um, uh, for uh, oh, volume um, five, I think. Yeah,
1: I think it was from issue one through. Duh, 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 I get mixed up because they changed the number, and it was like twenty-five issues. Twenty-five maybe. issues, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and we have
0: a figure. A figure came out for that right An yes. Action figure. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I have it somewhere.
1: The, no, uh, <laughs> i'm looking around my garage but my garage is a mess at the moment so uh, yeah it's somewhere around here yeah cool. it's a good one that was the uh yeah the the blind spot training suit and all of that was his name blind spot it was wasn't it the young ward that he took on at that.
0: yeah point. i don't remember his name but i remember they've they fought that 10 that 10 fingered guy yeah or was it 10 fingers there's 10 fingers, fingers? It was 10, fingers, it was ten right? fingers yeah yeah
1: He has a lot of fingers. He has a lot of fingers. (laughs) He steals fingers, (laughs) takes powers by stealing fingers. Uh, We'll get to that in uh, episode... 5,822. I think it's (laughs) (laughs) 130-something. All right, so,
0: Jamie, let's talk about uh, Punisher War Punisher first.
1: Yeah, Punisher, Uh, the Punisher was... uh, This is like his his second cycle through... When he first appeared, he was very much like the 1970s vigilante hero. slick back widows, peak hair and uh, used a gun and went around killing the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of not very formed for a long time. And then they um, created this tragic story of why he's doing it and why he can never quit. And the the vengeance angle came along. Um, and in the 80s, he really became like the, the anti-hero thing, I guess, was really picking up the, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became really popular and was popping up everywhere. He became like the... Like here, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Punisher seem to be everywhere in the Marvel Universe. They were the the go-to guys. Um, This was his second book out at that time. It was uh, Punisher War Journal. He had his own ongoing series as well, which we covered issue 10 of last episode or the episode before. Mm -hmm. Um, Punisher War Journal is probably uh, most famous for being the second uh, series that a young penciler by the name of uh, Jim Lee, um, or if we give him his real name, I don't know if he likes using his real name. I've only found it in one place. Uh, I Yong Chiao. Um, he came onto the scene with Marvel with Alpha Flight, I believe, was the the book he was working on. Um, and then he took he he started up on Punisher War Journal issue one um, with the Carl uh, Potts. Karl, actually, he was the Jim Lee was the inker or the finisher the finisher yeah Yeah. it's not really the the punisher finisher
0: yeah it's not really clear how much he actually penciled yeah because uh carl potts is credited as the layout doing layouts at least for a while yeah so we're not sure how intricate those those layouts actually were
1: yeah yeah and it definitely doesn't look it looks more like carl potts than jim lee um but there are moments where you look at and you go oh yeah look i can see jim lee coming through there Mm -hmm. um it's uh the first three issues are a little story called uh Sunday in the park or A Walk in the Park. An eye for an eye is chapter one. Um I guess it's Sunday in the park is the story. Um and it's just it starts with uh Frank Castle is it's the anniversary of his family's death. So he has a little routine where he goes to Central Park, he orders the same food flies a kite and sits there and thinks about how many bad guys he still has to kill I guess right um, we
0: learn a lot about Punisher's origin yeah. um, in these three issues mm-hmm. and uh, I thought they were put together very well and you're really right where um, there are several times where the Punisher is is in a situation and he can either help a, help a potential victim mm-hmm. or he can continue on with his mission yeah. and he pretty much every time decides to stop and help a potential victim, yeah, um which slows down you know what his ultimate uh I guess end game is yeah and and I think that's pretty cool because it it really kind of starts to cement him a little bit more as a hero, yeah, because before in and when he's popped up, he popped up maybe three three or four times in in Daredevil, mm-hmm. and every time that we've seen him, we haven't really seen this side of him yet where he was. Also a hero and doing hero stuff. It yeah. was for him. It was all about killing the bad guys. Yeah, kill, 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 kill. They're bad. They deserve to die. Which is kind of heroic in its own sense. Obviously, a little, you know, off the code. But here in these three issues, we see him helping people, mm-hmm. and and I think that's pretty cool. It yeah. makes punish punish uh, punisher much more likable. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, he helps. Uh, he helps a shopkeeper um, who's dealing with some. Um, vandal vandalism issues uh, because of gentrification, mm-hmm. so we get a nice little bit of uh, social commentary in there for that. Uh, and we also
0: meet uh, Microchip. Microchip, yep. yeah, yeah. And we see him right at the beginning. And yeah. Microchip is uh, is Punisher's kind of his his Alfred in a yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, he's his the guy who he's gets
1: all. He, he basically puts together all of his equipment and and kind of manages. Finds finds he's like Oracle. Alfred yeah, Jarvis yeah all combined. exactly yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> and, and it's kind of cool because um we see him a couple of times and every time that uh he uh is you know when punisher arrives and like hey i need help or gives him a call i need mm. help he's always reading a book he's relaxing he's yeah. just kind of waiting for punisher for whenever he needs him yeah it's 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 kind of neat like he understands his role and yeah. he's okay with it which is which is you know it works out at least for punisher
1: yeah yeah um i think it wasn't what is he's kid was killed or something by bad guys. So he's kind of take it on. He, he, he's in the uh, ongoing series. and I Yeah, they, di- they his... didn't
0: mention anything about his backstory no. um, in, the, in these three issues that we're covering. Yeah,
1: we have that with, there's a, like a brief little him picturing someone who looks, uh, yeah. Um, you know, he's, uh, Frank says, sorry, microchip didn't mean to your association with me has cost you plenty. And he has this little thought bubble that shows a, uh, uh, someone who looks like a dead in it. So, um, there's a, this is kind of cute. There's a, uh, uh, Frank castles looking at the daily bugle. Cause he notices that there's a, a mystery death. This is part of the story. There's a, there's a character that's in jail that's getting released. And this other character appears and says, this guy was the guy who was behind the cartel that killed your family. It wasn't who they said, who was my father. He was innocent as well. And it kind of make, muddies up, um, the punishers sense of why he's doing what he's doing. And if he's been going after the wrong guys and he just, but he, he, sits back and he says, I've got to find out what's really happening. he doesn't just jump in and start killing everybody. Um, but he's looking at the Daily Bugle about that headline of uh, another one drops dead of, of a bunch of mysterious deaths. And there's a little side um, article that says, Canadian super team disbands, which is Alpha Flight, which is Jim Lee's book. So There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, Daredevil in issue one, and it's not really Daredevil, it's actually just Matt who makes the slightest of cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, the Punisher gets involved in this story where a child has been, uh, a, a, a young, uh, couple and their baby are trying to get away from a criminal. Uh, is it her father or his father? I couldn't quite work out what's going on. I kind of, I'll be honest. I skimmed through, um, the, 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 the baby, the baby oh. is not the father of anyone. I don't know. No, think. <laughs> no. The,
0: the, what happens is, is the the, uh, the couple, the, the, the female, um, Really wanted a, a baby mm-hmm. and kidnapped uh, his his sisters. Okay, okay, here it was. So the guy that's in the, the bad guy, yeah, um, is the father of this baby. Oh, he's the father. Okay, and and, and but the woman does not want um, to give her kid up. This is a bad dude. This is a really yeah. bad guy. She doesn't want to give up uh, the kid, so she goes and she kidnaps her sisters. I think it's her sister's kid who is. Um, 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 has problems is is you know they say mentally retarded in mm. in, in in the comic book mm. and so they give and and she wants to pass this baby off to the bad guy mm-hmm. because he doesn't she doesn't want to give up her healthy child so she'd rather give some random child to um him and then make him think that uh that this was the baby that you oh yeah here it that, is that uh, you did that and so my it's sister's kind baby of,
1: alex is only 2 days older than my son alex is mentally retarded yeah that's kind of uh, Ooh. No, but it's. it's, it's so it doesn't show physically yet. The two babies are almost twins. Yeah. Unknown to anyone else, we kidnapped Alex to give Mark in place of my son. I told myself that it would be in Alex's best interest that once Mark discovered the r- retardation in his son, he had placed the child into the institution. Uh, much better than my sister could afford for her boy, so she's yeah. She's trying to rationalize what she's
0: doing. Yeah, we're and in it's
1: a it's kind yeah. Of a, there's a lot of bad choices, but uh, the main one being that she doesn't want her child to uh, grow up with the father who is a criminal. Is a criminal yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um so so you were uh, talking about how f- yeah. Matt plays a role. in Frank this. says he'll help. He he uh, starts the he drives back to he has a uh, a safe house in mm-hmm. um uh, they call it Clinton don't they? It's, uh, it's a part of, uh, Oh no, they call hell's kitchen Clinton. Um, it's a part, of, it's like a rundown neighborhood in New York that's going through gentrification and Frank has a safe house there and he's watching the shopkeeper that lives below the safe house that he has. He notices in the rearview mirror, he sees him walking along with a guy that, uh, the punisher Frank says, uh, that guy looks familiar and we can see it is a, a man with red hair and, uh, a, uh, a cane, mm-hmm. a blind man's cane, and a briefcase. wonder who that could be. Uh, and that's it. That's all we see in issue one. We see him S- walking along.
0: So real quick before we move on, one thing I wanted to say that was neat about this issue mm-hmm. um, is that every single page mm-hmm. for the bottom 25% yeah. is um, a flashback of the Punisher thinking about... Um, what happened uh, the day that his family died. So he's reliving it because this is the anniversary of that day. And so he probably every year for however many years it's been now, um, does, you know, rethinks this and kind of relives it step by step. Mm -hmm. So what he's doing right now by helping um, this, this lady, you know, who's in, in that whole swapping kid situation with the bad guy while she's helping him or, or while he's helping her, um, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. which is going out and, and, you know, reminiscing, reliving, and thinking about yeah. the, the, the day that his parents... Or Taking it easy family as microchips. Yes, di- that his family died. Right, but that's my whole point about where he's choosing to be a hero yeah. over what he... In this case, it's not killing people, but he's choosing to be a hero over yeah. his own agenda. Yeah, and, and I it, thought, does, it does end cool. up
1: with him... I mean, he takes out a bunch of uh, um, guards that are at the, the bad guy's house. He You know, he throws a grenade through a door, Mm -hmm. um, shoots a bunch of them. He's very happy with the gun that microchip guy. He mentions in I think in issue two, he says the gun worked well. Um, We we
0: also meet Montoya.
1: Yes, Montoya, who is the guy that is that they are saying that
0: originally was believed to have set up the the uh, what happened to. Frank Castle's family. Yeah. He was the mastermind behind it. Yeah. Um, and it's because of him that his family's dead. So we meet Montoya who is in prison and, and the time that we see him here is uh people are just picking on him and they're trying to rile him up and they're trying to make him because um, they know he's going to be on parole soon. So they're like, you know, oh, we're going to get this guy to stick around later. And Montoya is doing everything he can to just keep, keep, you know, just keep calm and not let these guys bother him because the most important thing to Montoya is he wants to get out so he can be with his family. Yeah. And one other thing that he does is he ends up um, writing a letter and sending the letter, um, uh, you know, or the letter gets sent out. And uh, that letter that he uh, got sent out, I don't think we see it in this issue, what no, it is. an issue too. It's, it's, it's the next it's, issue, but he yeah. does send out a letter in this issue as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, he's, he's in jail and he sends out a letter that, um, he's sending out a bunch of letters and the letters have some kind of uh, chemical on them, which causes the receiver to uh, the person who handles it to die. Mm-hmm. Um, issue two opens with someone getting that. That is basically it's a it's a general acado, and we find out that Montoya was involved with a, um, a military group in a fictional. Um, what is the country called? It is. Um, it's like a a Central American group that are involved in like a uh, fighting communism uh, military group. And um, the guy, the general gets the letter, he's looking at it and uh, he dies. He he grabs his heart, clutches his heart, drops to the floor. The letter dissolves. Um, We see, we cut to um, Frank flying the kite and he's actually reminiscing at this stage. Um, And then we're introduced to... The uh, Jason Hunt, who is the the son of the guy that the mob were originally killing in Central Park when Frank Castle's family got gunned down. And he says that his father had been blamed for um, the mob involvement, that he was actually innocent, and it was this guy Montoya who was to blame. And uh, he says, you know, maybe we could join forces and we can take Montoya down because I know that you're the guy that whose family were killed in the park. Um, Frank Castle remembers at Rikers Island when he was there. He says uh, Hector Montoya the, was a guy that was also there. There's a kind of uh, similarity between them in that they're in prison and they keep getting attacked by people with mob ties. And they're both keep to themselves until they're attacked. They tend to fight. They both fight really well. They get caught in a corridor at one point with uh, um, mob people, basically surround them in a prison and say, we're, we're going to kill both of you now. Neither of them talk to each other. They just fight. Um, and then they walk away. They look at each other, nod, and mm-hmm. get on with their day. There's a, there's a character called Raymond who um, is inside who seems to be co- the cause of a lot of the problems. Uh, Montoya's basically been keeping his nose clean. He doesn't want to risk yeah, not you, being you, released. Yeah, We find out that his family is out, and he's basically wanting to get back to his family. Um, yeah, so what he's doing is is he's
0: sending out all these letters yeah. to people that um, he was involved with that were also involved with the whole situation that ended up surround or uh, resulting in Frank yeah. Castle's families being killed.
1: Yeah, so, it sounds like a kind of a, a, a Nicaragua, Iran-Contra kind of thing, where there was drugs being run by the U.S. government that were tied to the yeah, mob he, that they were going through. Um, he was a middleman. Yeah, he was involved at the embassy. Actually...
0: Yeah, he was a middleman, and one of the other middlemen's, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess we need to say this now. One of the other middlemans was um, the boy's father. Yeah, Mr. Hunt. Mr. Hunt and Mr. Hunt eventually wanted to cut uh, Montoya out.
1: Yeah, he wanted to make money basically. Yeah, it, he
0: yeah, was like, "We don't need this middleman. I can go directly to the arms dealer. We don't. We don't need to use the drugs yeah. to get to the arms. I can just go straight to the you know straight to the arms. So let's yeah. let's cut him out." And um, so he was setting up a way to kill Montoya. And um, you know, so so that's kind of his his fa- her uh, or the the boy's father's
1: uh, role in it. Yeah. Um, so Frank finds out a little bit more about all of them, every all of our players, uh, Jason Hunt and uh, Hector Montoya, and then he says he's going to go back to the um, the safe house in mm-hmm. New York. Uh, loads up his van, gets microchipped to get him a bunch of stuff. Loads up his van and goes to the place that has the shop. The shopkeeper. Uh, that we met in issue one, his story's below and they're talking about how graf- the, the shop keeps getting graffitied mm-hmm. and people are trying to move them out. Um, they're they're like a really friendly father and daughter and they help Frank carry some stuff up. They're talking to him the whole time. And uh, then we see Daredevil. Yes. First time in costume. And it's someone, he's, uh, he's watching what's going on. And of course he says, I know who that is. I know his voice. I know that man. Um, I know everything about him. He doesn't wear his costume. He doesn't wear a mask, but he never does. Yep. Um, <laughs> I wonder what he's doing here. And uh, he basically goes, knocks on the window of the safe house, which is barricaded and mm-hmm. like steel bars. And and <laughs> it's like, he knocks on the door. Frank House says, leave yeah. and he says his daredevil open up and he says yeah it sounds like that red clown <laughs> Does that, that's the red clown's voice all right uh, he comes in and basically says the shopkeeper asked me to keep an eye on what's going on i swing by every now and then he says you're way out of your jurisdiction um daredevil says crime has no jurisdiction um the, the artwork is really starting to look a lot uh, a lot more like Jim Lee's Yeah, now. you can see the finishing getting in there. Yeah. The face, especially, Daredevil's face really yeah. does. Um, it's a, it's they, a really cool little scene. Yeah, they I, basically I, face off, and it's yeah. like a real, like, <laughs> Daredevil's basically saying, I know who you are. Yeah. I know what you do. Keep it to a minimum. And, and, and Punisher's saying, like I don't care. I don't care. Stay away. This is my turn. Leave. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a neat little scene. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because what happens is Daredevil... Does stay back a little bit throughout the the, the three issues. He's he does, kind
0: of, but he still follows, and he and he doesn't.
1: He says, "I'm going to keep an eye on things just to make sure." Yeah. But he keeps back, and like we said, you know, this the Punisher himself is keeping back a little bit, and he's like, he's not. Going in guns a-blazing. He's keeping back.
0: So when Daredevil leaves, the Punisher is, you know, he's just kind of getting loaded up. You know, he's starting to put the guns in the holsters, putting his gloves on, getting into full costume. He's got this new fun little... uh, A ballistic knife. Yeah, that shoots out a blade like as fast as a bullet. (laughs) And he gets in his van and he's heading off and we see that Daredevil is is jumped on top of his van for a ride. Yeah. Because he knows Punisher's up to something and he needs to figure out what it is. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, um, the Punisher is... He's just watching. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he just follows. Watching. He follows
1: Jason Hunt to see what he's all yeah. about. Yeah, because
0: he knows that Jason Hunt is putting himself in potential danger too. Yeah,
1: he says Jason yeah. Hunt. He says Hector uh, Montoya. He knows he can pretty much handle himself. Yeah, this kid is kind of going in with his. He's yeah. ready to. He's got a gun on him. Right. He's, and he's young. He's brash, and he's kind of clumsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, J-
0: and Jason really thinks that Montoya is behind his father's yeah. death, that he is the mastermind. And Montoya obviously has a different opinion. Yeah. But Daredevil, or not Daredevil, a Punisher at this point, he doesn't really know who's telling the truth. Yeah. He doesn't know which, uh, which story is correct. So he is just
1: watching and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And... Um- and also he 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 says several times he doesn't want um Jason to go down his road he doesn't want him right. to become obsessed with revenge it's not a a good life mm-hmm. um we we cut over to Hector leaving jail he's he's on parole um and he's wrapping up his things and the guy Raymond that we saw that was always causing trouble is hanging out by Seldor, cell door basically saying to him you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've made it, but it, I can still cause trouble, and he threatens his family. Yeah,
0: and and Montoya left him a little, uh, a nice little keepsake gift yeah. behind. It he was the Walkman MP3.
1: Play- oh, it was <laughs> it was as a
0: cassette player, a, a cassette, cassette player, player. that uh, Raymond had uh, a earlier walking. on in the first issue. Raymond was. Uh, really enjoying in uh, that uh, walkman and wanted to kind of take it from him so yeah. he knew that that would make him very happy and 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 it would and Montoya knew that Raymond would leave him alone while he left yeah. there'd be no chance of him like attacking him or anything
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so what happens is Raymond grabs that walkman he's super happy he's singing dancing and uh let's just say he he's gone he yeah. he dies because that same type of, of um the, uh, the po- chemical po- poison, the chemical uh, poison
1: Montoya... Wraps a, a note around it says yeah. for Raymond, yeah. I think he gives him a hug, hug, kiss, kiss, yeah. Um, um, and Raymond thinks it's funny, kind of dances away and says, I'm gonna dance on your grave with this, and <laughs> singing along, snapping his fingers, yeah. and dies. He dies. Uh, um, this is uh, we see Hector on the boat leaving Rikers Island. We see the the um, the World Trade Center towers, so that tells you when this is. This is the in the well, it doesn't tell you when it is, but it tells you before when it is mm-hmm. um and uh, then we cut back we see uh, raymond dying um and then uh, jason is following hector as he leaves the the boat that takes you from rikers island to the mainland um or to manhattan i guess and um and hector spots him immediately and just says this guy is an amateur who's following me what is he all about um he gives him the slip uh, but the punisher is watching and Punisher is sitting there and he says, this kid is terrible. And he says, but I got to make a choice. Who do I follow? Do I follow Hector or do I follow the kid? I've got to keep and the s- kid out of trouble.
0: Yeah. And see, this is another, another mm-hmm. situation where he chooses to help a, p- a potential victim because yeah. at this point, I believe the Punisher still believes that Montoya is kind of the one behind his family's death. Yeah. More so um, than the boy. Yeah. And so that's why you know he's going against what he you know his agenda, so that way he can help mm-hmm. a potential victim. I think that's yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, um, we have a great moment where so uh, across a, a few pages, across two pages, we see Hector knows that Jason's following him. We see Jason being followed by the Punisher, and then the Punisher looks out and sees that um Daredevil's following him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he's following through. They go through like a, an industrial part of town and. Punisher spots these three thugs um, who are following Jason, who are going to uh, basically mug him or attack him. Um, and he says, I've got to make sure that the kid's okay, um, but I don't want to give away that I'm following him, so I'm not going to use my gun. I'm just going to have to hit uh, them. Uh, and he just beats them down. Yeah. He says, It's the, a quick the, fight. The noise of the machinery will hide their screams. It won't yeah. hide gunfire. I know how to take care of them. He, yeah, he takes them out, um, uses a lot of... Uh, a lot of his feet. A lot of his feet and a lot of bird metaphors. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of kicking. So he he beats up these three thugs. Um, Jason gets to Montoya's house. He sees Montoya inside with his family, and is kind of frustrated that you know he's there and he's. Um, uh, celebrating with his family when he yeah, he
0: says stuff like "Don't they know that he's a murderer?" Yeah. Can anyone
1: actually love a killer? Yeah, and, um, he, and Montoya he, spots him instantly. out yeah. there and says, "Why is this guy still following me?" And now he's at where my family are. This is now getting dangerous. So, so he says, "I'm
0: it. gonna. I need to. You know, I gotta take care of business." Yeah. He says goodbye to the wife. She's like, "Why are you leaving? You just got here." I need to take care of something. This mm-hmm. obviously makes her, um, you know, a little nervous. And then and then um, uh, he starts to have the boy starts Johnny right. What's his name? I forgot the boy. Yeah. Is it Thomas? No, John. 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 I forget. And sorry, I just I just went blank on it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um he uh uh he starts to second guess himself now because he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't actually go after this guy because you know, he's got a family. Am I really a killer? I know that he killed my dad, so I don't want, you know, I can't let him go free. I need to give justice for Jason, my father, J- Jason. <laughs> I, I need to give uh, you know, m- you know, justice for my father. So, what do I do? So he really starts to second guess himself as mm-hmm. well. So while he's second guessing himself, he's like, "You know what? Um, you know, maybe I maybe I shouldn't do anything about this." He walks yeah, off. He's about
1: to get married and, and he says, yeah, "You know, yeah, I I could I need to
0: think about my family." So he decides to leave and at that point Montoya has snuck out and he starts to follow him and then mm-hmm. we get a we get a stand down. Yeah, uh, we get
1: a, a three-way standoff. It starts yeah. with a two-way where Montoya comes up behind uh, uh, Jason mm-hmm. and uh, says, why are you following me? And he says, I know who you are. You killed my family. Um, Montoya has a gun pointed at him. Jason pulls his gun out and they have got the back and forth and they say, I know who you are. You're Forest Hunt's kid. You got it. You um, got it. It's a weird (laughs) bass-ackwards. You got it bass-ackwards, boy. Um, (coughs) He says, your dad was the one running drugs for profit with the mob. Um, Jason doesn't like that. He doesn't want to hear that. Uh, Frank's watching, and he says, I don't know who to believe in this instance. So he fires a gun between the two and just says, both of you stop it. Drop the guns now. And then um, uh, Jason says something that makes Montoya think that the Punisher is on his side, which makes him panic. Well, yeah, and uh, and Montoya recognizes Frank Castle. Yeah, he says, "I know you. You're yeah. the guy from Rikers Island. Yeah. You're the Punisher." And um, Montoya grabs Jason, throws him into the Punisher, which mm-hmm. gives, uh, throws him off balance enough that Montoya can kick the gun out of the Punisher's hand. Yeah, we get like a really intense, like the fights in these comic books yeah. are so intense.
0: We're we're talking like big hits big kicks yeah and uh uh, a lot of motion lines and stuff which you know Jim Lee does a lot of that and uh Ultimately, what ends up happening at the end is you know we have we go back and forth. Punisher throws a uh, the a can of, uh, or the lid of a trash can. There's mm-hmm. a lot of tackling, punching in the back of the head, kicking everything, and then um, Montoya realizes I need to stop this. The only way I can do that is I gotta go with you know what I know best, and he ends up poisoning um, Frank Castle, the Punisher, with that same concoction yeah, he that he used it into his face. Yes, that he used on the letters. And so Punisher starts to get all woozy and everything. And at that point, he you know he takes his knife out, his little um, ballistic knife. ballistic knife, and tries to use it. But in, nope, he can't do it because he can't focus. So it drops mm-hmm. to the ground and then so does his gun as well, and then he passes out, and when yeah. that happens, both Montoya and uh, Jason kind of leave the scene, yeah, and they're like, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with this, and they leave Punisher for dead,
1: yeah, uh, Jason says, I can't handle this, this is yeah. way out of my, my league, I'm leaving, uh, Montoya finds Jason's wallet and says, I know, uh, I know where, where he, he is, is now. Yeah. I can get him at any point, and he basically says, you know, you, you, you threatened my family. I'm sorry for what happened to your family. I'm sorry you got caught in the middle of this, but you threatened my family and I have to take care of business. Punishes down and he's kind of, he finds himself almost slipping completely out of consciousness when the three thugs that he beat up earlier Mm -hmm. come over and says, well, 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 look at what we got here. And that's how Chapter Two ends, and then it's really neat, like the way cha-
0: i love the way Chapter Three um, starts up. Mm-hmm. So for Issue Three, we're in the exact same spot. Those three thugs are standing yeah. over Punisher, and Punisher literally takes them down without lifting a finger. Yeah. And I think it is so hilarious. So one guy grabs the knife, yep, and he grabs the knife, and it accidentally—he—he he, uh, triggers it, and it shoots—it shoots the blade into uh, one of the other thugs. Who goes down yeah, and it ends up? But it also up, cuts his it own cuts hand, his hand up wide open. Uh, yeah. Open, so he's bleeding, and these guys are like, "I got to get out of here," and they leave. Yeah. and it's so funny because Punisher, this entire time, is laying down, almost passed out, and he's like, I'm, "I can't do anything. They're going to kill me." Oh wait, yeah. look at me! I'm taking all these guys down without even lifting a finger. Yeah. It these- is so. So stinking cool. So at the last moment, uh, the, the, one third of, the third picks up a gun, picks up a gun, a Punisher's gun, mm-hmm. shoots Punisher in the chest, runs off, all ecstatic, like I'm going to go down as like a hero, like yeah. I'm the guy who killed the Punisher, and he actually keeps the gun as well, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think he does. Uh, we discover that um, in the first issue, the very first page, uh, first two pages was the Punisher testing his new Kevlar, so we know that he yeah. can take the hits. He gets shot and he's like, "Well, it hurts, but." I'm not dead. I'm still alive. And at this point, Daredevil comes in um, and says, looks like you need a hand. Uh-huh. Punisher says, go away. <laughs> and he says, uh, I don't think so. Really, you're going to die.
0: One thing that's not kind of clear here is the Pun- um Daredevil ends they- up... Yeah, he ends up getting the Punisher, throws him in a cab, yeah. and sends the
1: cab. I think he goes with him in the cab. Too. Oh, he does. Yeah, he yeah. goes
0: with him in the cab. They get to his van, and yeah. Punisher makes a little comment about how, like, well, now I got to change the codes to the van and everything because you've yeah. seen it. They drive the van over to the um, to one of his safe houses, the one above the uh, the store, the store mm-hmm. and then they go, um, and then they go inside, right? Yeah, but. How did Daredevil
1: save Punisher? It's not very clear. It um, is not clear. He basically clear. somehow they save him. Um, we we jump away quickly and we see Jason runs home and he's like, I, I'm I'm giving all of this up. This is terrible. I had a really bad idea. Then we cut back and the Punisher, um, he he gets uh, he gets driven to his van. The van gets driven to his safe house and uh, Daredevil says, "So do you need a hand upstairs?" And he goes, "Go away. Go back to Hell's Kitchen." He says, "You're welcome." I've got to go anyway. I've got things to attend to. Uh, he phones up Microchip, and Microchip comes to his aid. But mm-hmm. we don't learn how long it took, and we don't know
0: how he how did not he discovered die. die. Yeah, and he got a much bigger dose than what was coded yeah. on those letters. Yeah.
1: But we also there's there's kind of an element with the Punisher in that he's like he can take a much more of a a beating than the average man. He's like Mm -hmm. much more resilient. Um, In his miniseries, there's this whole sequence of him. They try to brainwash him through. uh, these uh, torture. Mm-hmm. And he basically is just like, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, this is, I, I'm designed to I, take.
0: I, I would think of almost all the, um, non superhero strength superheroes, yeah. the Punisher could probably withstand the most torture out of everybody. Yeah. I, I, th- I think without a doubt, I mean, yeah. do, can you think of anyone else who doesn't have superpowers they could withstand it? He, I think he could,
1: no, I think no, he's, I think yeah, he's, he's, he's so the number one. So big-headed that he yeah. can get through it.
0: So um, uh, Montoya goes back with his family. He tells his family everything's going to be okay. We yeah. have Jason, who's really, really nervous, yeah. wondering about like, oh no, what happened? Like, is you know, does he know? Is he going to find out where I live?
1: Blah uh-huh. blah blah. He gets scared. He we get think- the full flashback to yeah. Montoya it, in prison and his connection to Frank Castle and, and, and while while stuff.
0: he's doing this though, uh, I just want to say that uh, Montoya is looking at the address of Jason. You know, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. I'm going to go to his place, take the battle to him. Yeah. And he starts to make more po- uh, uh, more of his poison. Yeah, While he's making his poison is where we get the whole story. This is from Montoya's perspective, but yeah. I believe it's the correct one because yeah. they only give us one explanation. And we find out that even though Montoya is a bad guy, there's no question about mm-hmm. that, he was correct in what he said earlier about how um, Jason's father was the yeah. one who kind of masterminded heart, it all. And most importantly... If you are going to blame one person for the death of the Punisher's family, yeah, I would say it probably is Jason's father, which means Jason um, has the incorrect information and his vendetta is not, it's no. not
1: warranted. No. Um, we were introduced to a, uh, character a policeman that's going to play a bigger part in the Punisher's story, but we only see him for a couple of panels here. I like that. Um, so Jason's basically at home. He has his pet dog there and he's watching the battle of Midway or some, some war movie. <laughs> <that's on. laughs> he's like watching it and it's, uh, the dog's fast asleep with all of the, the sound of fighting. So that's the, I think that's the the gag is yeah. that like, he says this dog could sleep through world war two. Um, he hears a noise and he goes and looks and um uh, Montoya's climbing in the window he has a gun he basically says you have to tell me everything um and then he says you know you're you're crazy this is not what happened it wasn't me your your dad was the bad guy um and i want to know who who made you threaten my family you're there's no way you're working alone you're not bright enough to do this um The police find out the connection is Montoya. So the cop goes to Montoya's house and says, I'm looking for your husband. I need to talk to him. He finds Jason's wallet in Montoya's house um, and says, we better get across. We we need to go and find this guy. Um, Frank wakes up at this point. Um, Microchip. Saved him, did whatever he needed to do. But he says, you know, I'm, I I'm feel awful. I think I've got broken ribs. I've got all this stuff.
0: Yeah, so he jumps in his vehicle and yeah. he, he, he heads over to uh, Jason's house. He goes to
1: Jason's house. Yeah. Uh, the dog suddenly wakes up and attacks Montoya, bites him on the hand. Um, and
0: I love this part. So the, th- this is one thing that's so cool whenever they yeah. do this with superheroes that are on the mend when they're healing. The Punisher is not at 100%. Yeah. And they do a little thing where he climbs up the building trying to get a better view into the window yeah. and ends up falling because he's too weak to do yeah. it. I love when that that type of stuff when, when, yeah. when writers and artists take enough time to do that. So the Punisher ends up getting inside and uh, he... He tases the dog. He tases the dog. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, we get another kind of a standoff. He was aiming, it,
1: we should point out he was aiming for Montoya and the dog, he hit right? hit the dog. Right. Um, yeah, we get another standoff. and uh, Yeah,
0: some serious fighting. And ultimately what ends up happening is the fight ends up going out the same window that yeah. Punisher came into, and they fall down to the ground below. And at that time, when they fall out, the canisters of poison yeah. that Montoya was going to use for, I assume for Jason, yeah. to make it seem like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't forced entry or whatever. It wasn't, you know... It was um, going to give him cardiac yeah,
1: arrest so that it, he died. It, and it like exactly. Causes, but that
0: yeah. canister ended up breaking inside of his pocket yeah. and it gets all over the hands of
1: Montoya. Yeah, and so, his hand has been shredded because the dog yeah. had bit him on the hand. So it, it gets his straight into his, his bloodstream. Yeah. And, and he, he, so he, he, he says, he, you yeah, know, I've got I've only got a few minutes yeah. left to live. I want to spend it with my family. He runs out and uh, he jumps out as the police arrive. They see him. They say he's got a gun. Um,
0: and they shoot him down. He doesn't have a gun.
1: They just, you know... Oh, no, no, he does. He finds his gun and he runs out. The police shoot him down. Um, the Punisher basically just hides in the bushes until the police stop shooting. Yeah. Then he gets into his van. He's completely beat up and he drives home, uh, strips off, climbs into his... This is in the safe house, mm-hmm. I think. He climbs in and he hears a knock at the door. And he says, uh, "I hope they go away, whoever it is." He opens the door, and there is the the gun that the punk shot uh, him with,
0: with a note from Daredevil. A Note
1: from Daredevil. It says, "This it. is great." It says, "Getting tired of cleaning up your messes." <laughs> the punk is now in jail after trying to hold up a store with this. I've returned it in non-walking <laughs> non walking order. non walking order. I love it. And uh, uh, just a, the Punisher says, "This guy's really getting on my nerves."
0: <laughs> just a couple things I wanted to say out. Like, I love the fact that the Punisher was so injured. He's on the mend. We don't know mm-hmm. how. We don't know the type of effect that this uh, poison actually has on his. Body, but I love the fact that he goes out, tries to help, tries to protect this kid, and does practically nothing. I mean, he did end up taking the fight outside, and yeah. ultimately, which made the um, the um, the the concoction that Montoya made break and mm-hmm. end up killing him, but or lead to him being shot down. He would have died anyways. But I just think it's cool when when the, you know, the Punisher, after this fight's over, he has to drag himself yeah. back to his house. It just He's shows that, on his
1: hands and knees. Yeah, it it
0: shows him. like how much. Drive he has, you know, and 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 I see the Punisher as a type of person before war, what I've read here in War Journal mm-hmm. that he would have waited and healed up before anything. Yeah, but he couldn't because he had to help his kid. Yeah. I loved it; I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And, and the moment, and and also too, you got to feel a little bit bad for Montoya. You don't feel too bad for him because he kills a lot of people, but he wanted to be with his family. He he was doing it. He thought he was out. He thought he was out, and yeah. and you know, once you're in, you can't ever get out. Just when you thought you got out a, was a fun, fu- you know, I really liked it, and, and I thought the artwork was great, and, and uh, a lot of great fight scenes and stuff, and it just, I learned a lot about the Punisher in these three issues that I didn't know, uh-huh. which was pretty cool, so it, it was fun to read, and, and I highly recommend picking it up, and uh, I'm going yeah. to continue reading the uh, Punisher War Journal. Oh, you are? Oh, for oh, sure, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's good fun. It is. It so, is I really mean, fun. it's
1: kind of cool you have on the on the main story, on the Punisher story. I think, is it Klaus Janssen's doing the artwork on that? I don't know. In the first few issues, at least. And then you have Jim Lee involved in the art on this one and Cole. Um, but this, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, anything in between, is a Daredevil podcast. And we are done with The Punisher what? for now. Uh, we're going to move over to Daredevil. We're going to move over two of two of the finest issues of Daredevil. <laughs> I stand by that. Okay. Uh, right. We are going to go to October let, of 1988, let, issue 259. Let's talk
0: about the cover. So the cover of 259, yeah. um, it's got um, Daredevil just completely, th- his his costume is thrashed up, and mm-hmm. he is in a very, like, beat-up, like, Trying yeah. to survive position. It's like a,
1: a weak defensive position.
0: With his back to the audience. So yeah. we don't see him from the front. We see him from the back. Yeah. And then char- and standing there ready to charge him uh-huh. are five bad guys. And then um, we've got... Looming above them. And then looming above them are the people that are obviously, it seems like, masterminding this mm-hmm. whole case, which is the kingpin and with this smug little, like, half smile smirk just a smirk
1: on the side t- of his and, face and
0: and typhoid mary um saying go get them boys yeah. with like this like evil little s- schemy little smile on her face yeah. we have it's have the, such a cool cover it's a cool great cover. cover
1: it's really simple but it's really well done um uh, typhoid mary and, and kingpin are, are looming large they're mm-hmm. much bigger than the other characters um we have uh, we have bullet uh, ammo bushwhacker's Bushworker and the Wild Boys, Split and Jet, um, who have all it, it, kind of come in and out of Daredevil's life over the last few years. And, it's,
0: and it's cool to me, Jamie, because um, you've got a collection of kind of the, I don't want to the, say the B-list villains. I'd say D. <laughs> well, well, I meant like- oh, The lesser known. The throwaways, as you were talking yeah. about earlier. And what's really cool about this is that you like they could have went a different direction and they mm-hmm. could have had it been more like, let's get, the jester Mm -hmm. let's get you know well i bullseye i don't bullseye is not available right now isn't he he's around but he's just Yeah. but But i meant like get some of the more well-known villains but instead they go with the the bd listers yeah and i think it's awesome
1: because these are
0: the guys who have you know i don't know the 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 least amount to.
1: they're the easiest to push around because they're the ones that are like you all have a reason for hating this guy yeah you're not going to do anything by yourself you're all you're all harboring this resentment and this this want for uh, revenge but mm-hmm. alone he's taken you all out together maybe you can do something this is the plan mm-hmm. so we um it's called the children are watching you it's kind of like a, a very bleak a story um uh, which is the um uh is it butch butch is watching and he sees mm-hmm. a uh a transaction going down where a, a child, a young child is being sold to this very sleazy guy. Who, yeah,
0: this is a this is really dark for comic books. Yeah. So this is basically there
1: is like a um a child uh it's a uh human trafficking child pornography ring that's going on and Butch and manages the- to see it and he says, you know, people don't trust People, we're, we're, as kids, we're trained to trust adults, uh-huh. and he says, "I know I've seen adults be bad. I know they're bad. This poor kid, I've got to help her. I've got to get to Matt. Maybe Matt can get to Daredevil, and Daredevil can help." It it is crazy to me, though. Like, even the di- the dialogue is so
0: creepy. Yeah. In this in these these two pages. Oh, it's horrible. It is it like. It, it gives me the creepy crawlies just yeah. reading it. Yeah,
1: There's, I mean, nothing is overtly said, but it's just all suggested. It's a- Aniston is so good at this, where she creates. It's it's the style of the way that she writes dialogue has this unrealistic and yeah. yet totally realistic and I, vibe. and I
0: said, and I said this before, like that yeah. is. I mean, she's a great writer, but that is her. I mean, that's her strongest point is is by far how great she can write people's dialogue. Yeah, she's she's a good, she's a good storyteller, but like just. Her dialogue is so good. Like so in this one panel, the little kid I'm not gonna read too much because it's it's, it's kind of like creepy, just, yeah, but, it's- <laughs> but this little kid is saying to this sleazy guy, and by the way, he's being the kid is being sold off by we can't we never see your face, but what we no. assume is like an attractive like woman who is so this is another woman selling a little girl. This is not yeah. and um and the, and the little kid goes to the sleazy guy like, no, I don't want to go. After he says, go on, sugar. Uh, or she says, go on, sugar. Go with your new daddy. Calling him your new daddy. And she's like, I don't want to go. And, and he goes, spunky little thing. I like that. And and like is emphasized. or mm. Like has the bold in it. Yeah. And So the sleazy guy is saying, I like it. And yeah. She's being spunky. He says, come this on, we're going to get
1: you. We're going to buy you a, a new pretty buy he says, Daddy's going to buy his pretty new girl some ice cream. It's just like the worst. The kid just looks like... It is so creepy. Um, Butch, Butch runs on and he says, yeah. I've really got to do something about it. Um, everything, you know, Anna He has a real... this. Daredevil at this point feels like a Vertigo book. It's mm. like so I know, and, and, and and just dark and weird and off kilter and what's
0: so funny is if you read a different book yeah. in the late eighties, they are nothing like Daredevil. No. Daredevil is its uh, and you can think you know, Frank Miller did what he did and Anna Senti did what she yeah. did. And everything that they're doing is making all of the Daredevil books from this really long period of time mm-hmm. being so much I don't say further ahead than the other comic books, but so much less campy, yeah. so much more for adults so much just yeah. serious serious issues more cre- more creatively realistic villains yeah. that aren't like you know stilt man yeah that's what i mean like they really like made it like almost like real life
1: yeah and there's a there's a very cool thing which happens i think we're going to talk about it in the next uh, episode but um, when characters from the marvel universe come in mm-hmm. They have this thing of like being. I, I can't handle this. This is this isn't my world. Mm-hmm. I'm not built for this. I don't understand how Daredevil can deal with this. You know, we see that a lot with other superheroes coming in, or even when you know when Daredevil bounces, especially during that Frank Miller period when Daredevil bounced over to someone else's book, or especially during like Born Again, mm-hmm. when you saw him pop up in another book, he felt so out of place and felt like like a weird shadow that uh, no, shouldn't have been there. No,
0: seriously, and and next it next um. Uh, next podcast, we're going to talk. We have one issue that is an issue that kind of doesn't really fit in the place of the storyline, yeah. and and Ascenti still wrote it, yeah. But different artists, different story. It like it did not fit in Daredevil, no. and it's just you, you're exactly right that if you, Daredevil is its own
1: thing, yeah, it's its own world. He lives in Hell's Kitchen, and yeah. Hell's Kitchen exists in like this corner of the Marvel yeah. universe that is like Vertigo, yeah. That is like. Stuff that is coming up in the '90s, but it's being done in the '80s.
0: But also, too, like I don't think this is appropriate for eight to ten year olds to be reading. No, and and if you take most of the other comic books, you know, eight to ten year olds like Hulk and Mm -hmm. you know, like oh yes, you know, like the the, the, you know
1: they they have they have issues in them, but they're as a whole. Yeah, there's there's things that are like I mean, Marvel comics especially have always had a lot of social commentary and a lot of. issues in them it's just the world that they inhabit is still a superhero world it's mm-hmm. still the marvel universe mm-hmm. you know there's stuff that they deal with that you as a child you could read them and take away one thing as a teenager you could read them and take away another thing as an adult you can read them and take away something else um and yet daredevil just at this point and pretty much uh, from like issue 158 or even before mm-hmm. then you know i think like Soon, when Stan Lee was writing it, it felt like it was slightly ahead of the Marvel comics, the other Marvel comics. Yeah, and then when you get to like when uh, Conway and when there's that period where Gerber and all those people come in, quick, it's it moves so far ahead and so off kilter at the same time. It goes mm-hmm. off in its own world, and it never ever comes back from that. You know, it's yeah. very, there's a very slight moment with uh, Daniel O'Neill. Where it becomes noirish, and it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do, but it's still, it's just off from, of the side. From and the rest and of the here's novel a here's universe. a great
0: example. Last podcast we talked about um, uh, Daredevil made a big guest appearance in Thor, mm-hmm. and I like Thor comic books, but yeah. I have not read very many pre two thousand Thor comic books. The yeah. majority that I've read now are from two thousand on. Yeah. So going back and rereading that, um, I was super excited to read it, and I and I enjoyed it too, but that did not feel like our daredevil. No, it felt like daredevil at a different place in time, you know, like, like the sixties version of daredevil. It really, really did. Yeah. And you were so right. It's just crazy to me how much, I don't want to say further ahead daredevil is, but just how much more out there, out there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so So um, after this, um, yeah, we, we, we meet up with Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Butch is leaving to go look for daredevil and we see Matt and he is with Mary, uh, the, the Mary side of typhoid Mary. And, Pretty much, what he's doing is saying, "I like being with you, Mary, but I can't keep being with you like this while mm-hmm. I'm leading on Karen. I need to talk to Karen. I need to tell her what's going on, or else we can't be together." And yeah. Mary, Mary's like, "Oh, hold me. I need to be with you. She, Don't worry. i on out, saying I love you. Yeah, I, I love, love you, you completely." You and he's like, "Yes,
1: it. yes, I love you too, but but
0: I can't be with I you can't. until I yeah. deal with Karen." So he actually gets up and leaves. I know it's tough for him because he realizes, "Oh, crap." I'm late for meeting with Karen. i got to go, go meet my other lady. Yeah, and
1: he, <laughs> runs, he runs through the park and he says, I wonder how many people are noticing that a blind man's running, but I don't really care. i got to get her. And this is, this, this is great. This moment between, I mean, it's three panels, which sums up Matt and Karen at the moment completely. He gets there and she says, you're late. And he kind of fumbles, he's about to start an excuse. And she says, you know, it wasn't that long ago where you would have dropped everything everything to be with me like I was the most important thing in your life and he's like come on don't be hard on me and he's like you (laughs) mister you are always distracted your mind is a million miles away you can't why can't you tell me what's wrong share with me and he says I can't not right now not right now and she says you know we're drifting apart I can Mm -hmm. see it this is happening this is this is getting bad and at this point,
0: you know, but what I what, now this is this is interesting because Butch ends up showing up and interrupting this conversation. Yeah. So I'm curious if Butch would have never shown up if Was Matt would have say. actually talked to Karen. Because if you look at her, his dialogue, he says, No, I don't, I can't, sigh. Yeah. And when she says, We're drifting apart, that's right when, when, um, yeah, Butch shows up and it's like, Matt, Karen, have you guys seen Daredevil? And, you know, obviously, uh, Butch tells uh, matt like well can you let daredevil know that i you know i've saw a girl was you know yeah. looked like she was and in he, trouble and
1: matt is pretty much he's like thank god this came i know like this, this, this gets me out this of this, this awkward out. conversation yeah. with Karen. I, I i'm starting to think with uh with typhoid when he's with typhoid he gets confused she she has the power to completely are you talking
0: can, about Mary or typhoid no typhoid he, okay he
1: can't He can't follow her. He can't track her. He can't get a hold on what she is. He can't even... He can barely see her with his radar sense. I think what happens when he's with Mary is that she maybe has a little bit of that same control where he's, like... It's so out of character for him where he completely... Like, Karen doesn't exist when they're together. Mm -hmm. And it's only... Every now and then he's like, oh, yeah, Karen, I've got to... I can't do this. I've got to be right to Karen. Mm -hmm. And then when he gets away from her, it's almost like he's like, what was I doing? Why were... What was happening there? Mm-hmm. So there's, it's, it's never but, clear, but it always feels so like when she's he- controlling. Because the whole point is that that Mary has been hired by the kingpin as Typhoid mm-hmm. to win over Matt's heart, to break it, to break up him and Karen. Because S- that's what Punisher says. You know, I, t- I destroyed everything. I took everything from Daredevil. Uh-huh. So everything. Let me, let me and, ask- one, and he still had that one thing that I can't get to.
0: So are you saying that you think that? Matt is actually kind of falling for Mary on his own?
1: No, I think there's some element of control going on. I think there's an element of him also going on But when he's nowhere near Mary, and let's
0: say he doesn't see Mary for a day, he's still thinking about her, he still wants to be with her, right? Or is it starting to kind of go away because her control over him is starting to kind of dissipate?
1: I think it goes away a little bit because it's so... When it comes back... It seems so aggressively, like it leaps so far ahead. It's not like he's thinking, oh, I, I really want to be with Mary. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see her. It's like he sees her and he's like, I really can't do this. And then like they're embracing within seconds. And there, you know, maybe Matt is a, a dog and he's confused. But I think there's also like a little bit of her oh. being... Of, a little bit it, of her being controlled without her knowing it by typhoid that's controlling him without him knowing it. No,
0: you are you are exactly right, and and, and I feel like t- uh, if t- if typhoid was not in the, in the picture, yeah, like let's say Mary um, went away for a month, yeah, and then showed up again, and um, typhoid was not trying to control Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt would want nothing to do with Mary. Yeah, that's you're right. I I feel the same way. He's yeah. I I I say everything that he's doing is for being kind of mind controlled by Mary because I want to give Matt more of the benefit of the doubt. He yeah. does like the ladies and he is you know very very popular with the ladies. But I feel like he, when he got back with Karen, when his whole life was yeah. completely destroyed and she was one of the one of the main things that brought him back. Yeah, I feel like that is stronger than this Mary situation. But it's the mind control.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, so, so Karen decides to go with Matt. Yeah, Butch says, uh, yeah. get Dead will let him know that I saw this thing happen. And he says, okay, I'm going to get on this. And he says, uh, I've got to go. And Karen says, uh-uh, we've got to go. We're going together. We cut over to Typhoid, and she is with Kingpin, speaking of people she, being controlled. I know, and she's lifting weights. And Listen yeah. to the
0: way that she talks. Ripping hearts apart is delicious work, Kingpin, and this baby likes to savor a good time. Yeah. She is just...
1: She's messing with Kingpin, and she's. He says something to her where he's like, "Look, you've dragged this on long enough. I hired you to do something. I expect it to be done. When I say something gets done, yeah. it gets done. I'm still in control here." And she says, "Oh, fat boy." I think she says, "Shut up, fat boy." Yeah. Um, and there's a. This is a great moment where she's kind of, you know, she's, she's, a, she's, she she plays around with him because she, in her mind, Kingpin is hers. Completely, she's like said several times. She's walked away and said, "I've, I've already got you. You're, you're. I've got you under my spell. I'm just going along because it's kind of fun." He is still keeping up the pretense of being like, "I'm in control. I'm the kingpin." There's absolutely no way you, you have not made. it. But in- see,
0: but that's what makes Typhoid Mary so strong is yeah. because she knows this and she knows that Kingpin thinks he's in charge and yeah. she wants him to think that he's in charge. Yeah,
1: she knows when to back yeah. off and go like, "Oh, I'm just a poor little." You, you got me, big man. Uh, now,
0: now, now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think the Kingpin believes that Typhoid and Mary are 100% different people? I think he does. Because, he does, yeah. Because he has fallen in love with Typhoid. Yeah. And he wants Mary, who we've made clear. Get rid of her. He cannot stand Mary. Yeah. And he wants Mary to be the one that breaks... um. That breaks Daredevil, not typhoid. He mm-hmm. doesn't want typhoid to have anything to do with Daredevil. Yeah. This is
1: all He gets me- jealous. Yes, if typhoid this, this is all
0: Mary that he wants. So yeah. in my mind, what I think, if I could make a prediction, Kingpin wants Mary to um uh to destroy Daredevil, mm-hmm. then Kingpin would probably do everything that he could do to kill Mary.
1: Yeah. Like he 100%. wants Typhoid in charge at that moment. When yeah. once Daredevil's out of picture or once Daredevil's broken mm-hmm. by this plan. He wants Typhoid to himself. Um, th- this is the, the What's happening is that they're in the gym and, and Kingpin's standing there like his robe and a vest just watching while uh, um, Typhoid does the um, the chest exercise the, thing where you kind lat- of like the butterfly yeah. weight thing. Yeah. Um, and he's she pushes it a little too far and he kind of gives a look like, hmm, this is, I'm still the Kingpin. And yeah, he, he basically, he calls puts her a his, witch. Yeah. He puts his hand on the weights that are being lifted up by her doing this and pushes it down really hard. So it throws her arms back and she's like, "Ah, oh, you're breaking my arms. And he just holds it there with his hand. It's kind of like a big power move where he's just standing and just pressing down on the weights. Like you can't move my hand. I'm in control. <laughs> and he says, you need to calm it. You need to do what you've been hired to do. You need to stop with this back chat. Go and do your work. I'm getting pretty tired of your behavior and uh, she looks at him she just he leans in and kisses her he says uh, you're mine basically he says uh, I want him broken now today um, you're not he's you're mine and then he leans in and kisses her that's the, the key thing and you're then,
0: right, yeah, that is, yeah. yeah, you can tell by the her position in the panel yeah. is exactly the same. His is, yeah, he's leaning in.
1: Yeah, and then he says, you've set the trap, enough playing around, I'm getting tired of this, go in there, get it done. Okay? And he says, let Murdoch know that his sweet thing, he's in, that, the, that the sweet thing he's in love with has blood all over her hands. You're a wild, crazy vixen, and you're mine. Obey me, or, and she says, or what? And he lets her up at that point. And he just walks away and he's like, not now. I'm not dealing with <laughs> you. And she starts shouting some things and she says, okay, he's right though. I really do. I I couldn't, I actually, when I was fighting him, I had trouble with control. I could feel Mary. She's getting too powerful. Yeah. yeah.
0: Her love is just as powerful as, as, uh, as, as typhoids,
1: I guess, her, not uh, anti, her. Um, uh, hate, not even hate. It's yeah. just like a, 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 a Desire to break him.
0: And and Typhoid is saying, you know, like, I hate Mary. Um, If I can't have Daredevil, no one can. Yeah.
1: She's like, like, I'm kind of into Daredevil. I like messing with him. I want him to be mine. But if it means that if I can't have him and mary's definitely not going to get him right. so i've got to do this so she goes into there's oh. a computer bank in the kingpin. Yeah. she basically it, uh, says so good kingpin has grabs me as the kind of guy who's going to keep he's, records yeah
0: he's got resources i'm going to use his resources yeah. so what she does is she goes in there and starts typing on this fancy computer from the 80s yeah Hugh,
1: so uh, fancy basically looking. a computer room that looks like something from <laughs> 2001 yeah and uh she just and it's great the John Romita Jr. just gets better and better during this run. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the choices he makes in storytelling. Like this is a page with Typhoid Mary walking in, typing on a computer, getting information. You don't see her face. You see the bottom of her face in one panel and that's it. And in that in that bottom panel, she's like licking her lips with anticipation because she says, ah, here we go. Here's a list of a bunch of basically loser villains loser villains that he's yeah. beaten but are still tough yeah this is what i need and she brings up the the list of foes she says yeah these guys would be perfect this is it i'm gonna do it this is i'm gonna get all of these guys on my side we cut over to dead swing swinging he's got a huge smile on his face karen's yeah. holding on and they're swinging together and he basically <laughs> says look these streets are rough you have to be careful and she's like you're with me. I feel what like What an
0: amazing. I love yeah. that that top panel on that yeah. page. Ooh, so I cool. mean
1: it's so you bet there's three panels of them. The top panel is them swinging along her behind and she's like you you're just flying. You really do fly and he's like keep your feet up. Hold on. Second one has them swinging to a roof and then there's a great one like a, a just a long silhouette panel mm-hmm. of them being lowered down mm-hmm. by the Billy Club line to the street and he's like okay. I'll I'll stay close. She says stay close and he says uh, I'll be just a heartbeat away. And she's, uh, Karen's dressed up uh, looking like a, a La Femme d'Argent. And uh, is walking through, I think it's Times Square, isn't it? She's going through Times Square in the 80s, which was a very different place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's she basically get, trying to get information.
0: And, and people are recognizing uh, recognizing her. Yeah, because, it starts off hey, with people that's, saying, that's go away. Page.
1: Yeah, You're asking the wrong things. You're getting yourself in trouble. You keep asking. Someone says, you know, you walk up, you walk around in my street one more time, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to a store, an uh, adult movie store, and they're like, hey, I recognize you. Mm-hmm. I can help you out. Your Karen Page, yeah. Your, and, your movies still sell,
0: yeah. And, and remember, she's trying to find out. Uh, she's trying to find out information about the the prostit- the, the, the young child, girls uh, ad- abduction for yeah. that ring. And um, you're right, Jamie, as as you just mentioned, like you know, she was an adult film star for a while, and they recognize her, so they yeah. decide they're going to help her out, and they invite her somewhere. So meanwhile, we cut across, and we 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 meet uh, once again. We see um, uh, bullets boy, and his yeah. name is. Oh, what is his Arch, name? Is it what was oh, it? I can't remember what his name. Lance, it was Lance. Lance. Yes. So Lance <laughs> is um, Lance is once again proofing his apartment. Remember, yeah, he's, he, he's building he, a wood he,
1: burner for the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> he, he
0: lives by himself. Yeah, he's, he's like he's a so excited boy about that, the li- th- that lives by himself, and, and the reason why he does is because his father can't stand him. But his whole <laughs> that's I- that's I- such a his whole idea is is that he thinks because you know he's been brainwashed that. Um, he's going to There's going nucle- to yeah. be a nuclear war. Something bad's going to happen. And he ne- he's he got the whole apartment good for two years. All yeah. supplies, like all those dehydrated Enough foods for him and his dad. And his dad, says. yeah. And so typhoid ends up showing up and mm-hmm. pretty much kind of threatens him a little bit. Yeah,
1: he's welding. It's kind yeah. of amazing. His yeah. 10 year old kid is welding a wood burner so that he doesn't have to go outside. And he's thinking to himself, I need to burn wood for heat and fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going to get wood when I can't go outside because of the fallout? And he says, you know, I'll basically take the stairs. When, once once the fallout's hit, once the bombs have gone <laughs> off, I'm going to tear this building apart and burn it. And he hears a noise and he thinks it's his dad. He f- uses the um, the welding torch. He kind of turns it around and Typhoid walks up behind him and she says, I like you. You're, you're, you sh- you shoot first and then see who you've torched. You're my kind of kid. Um, she lights some candles and she basically says, look, I'm here for your dad. And she's going through all the stuff and She's saying, "You got all this stuff. What's going on?" Um, she says, and like she's she's being her usual self, where he's like, "I've got all this frozen food ready for a couple of years." She says, "You know what? After your, a couple of months of eating this stuff, you're going to want to shoot yourself." Where's your dad? And he says, "Oh, he doesn't really come by, and he stops by for a minute or two most nights." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a, but I got enough food for him. What a great kid! Yeah. What a great kid! And then he says, "You know, uh, he he says that the bombs aren't going to drop." And Typhoid says, "Oh no, you're wrong. You." You, uh, kid, th- are so this, right. The bombs are coming. <laughs>
0: this this kid is, oh my gosh, She's so easily manipulated. Yeah. As soon as she says that, he goes, I knew it. They all lie. You yeah. know, like any minute now. And at that moment, boom, Bullet shows up. Remember, yeah. Bullet is like, He's huge, seven feet tall, like yeah. eight hundred pounds. He looks like the kingpin, only a little bit
1: bigger. Yeah. Sometimes he looks like the thing in human form. Yeah, but like and, not and, how Ben and, and looks. I, and I love this. And, and,
0: he, and he storms in and says, "Lance, get back!" And he takes Typhoid with one big gigantic hand by the throat, throws her up against the uh, against the uh, wall, and says, "Get away from my son! Who are you?" And then she, she
1: just says, "Calm down."
0: Yeah, and she does a little bit of her telepathic magic that she can do, where she yeah. takes um a blade, and has it go right to uh, Lance's face. Mm-hmm. And so that makes Bullet, of course, you know, drop her and everything.
1: He, and he basically, she basically yeah. says, so you're going to do what I say, or I'm going to kill your kid. Yeah. And he goes, okay, you win. I'll do anything. What do you want? And he says, oh. She you're, tells, you're,
0: yeah, she tells him, hey, we're going to go beat up Daredevil. Yeah, he <laughs> says, you're going to like this. Yeah, he's like, we're going to beat up Daredevil. And he you goes, interested? all right, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> when? Uh, tomorrow. And then that's when, and then Bullet starts to go, you know what? You are one sexy lady. Yeah.
1: She starts to, to, to do the, get fl- the, thing. The,
0: the, the flirting going on. Yeah. Um, so anyways.
1: We so cut it. We cut back to Karen. She's great in panel. With a, yeah. It's, it's so cool. It's yeah. like a long, uh, half the page, uh, long long. Verti- vertical. Vertical. Thank you. Yeah. I don't. I know words. Um <laughs> more than me. <laughs> no. And uh it's all standing on the ledge listening in. It has Karen's inside the building and he's talk she's talking to a bunch of like sleazy guys they are like, "Yeah, we can help you. We can find we can find stuff. If you help us, maybe make some new merchandise, we can sell it and then we can get you in touch with the kid." Ring. Yeah. And um, what, uh what- it's going on and uh one of the guys says, "You know, you're looking real fine." And he starts he starts saying, "You know, you want anything? Maybe I can get you some of this." And she's like, i she starts to think, she's like having flashbacks. As, as a as a recovering user, she's like, this might not have been a good idea. I feel like I'm high. I feel like I want to, you know, I, I feel like I'm on the drugs and it's everywhere. I can feel it. It's reminding me about all of that stuff. I'm f-. And will bursts in, basically says... Uh,
0: one th- can I say one thing r- real mm-hmm. quick? Um, I don't know who, uh, if this was intentional. I, I assume it was intentional, but I'm going to give um, uh, Joe Rosen some love here, the letter. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna assume it was him, but when Daredevil is standing there, he's listening to how many people are in the room, yeah. and uh, he notices that there are eight heartbeats. And if you take a look at the little dots for his thought bubble, mm-hmm. there are eight of them. And so I kind of, I kind of think of it as, um, you know, he's thinking one, two, three, four, oh, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, and on the eighth um, one, that's how many heartbeats. Yeah. so almost oh, like neat. those little thought bubbles. And he
1: says two of them are small and faint, and two of the but the. Closer bubbles of course are smaller. So it's like a yeah. it's almost like each one is a and he's, one of the heartbeats. I
0: like I don't know like if that was intentional or not, but I thought that was stinking cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he says, you know, there's eight heartbeats, six large men, three guns the side room there's two faint heartbeats children terrified
0: so he says hit the floor karen and he just crashes through the window yeah. and then we, and of then, course
1: they go like uh oh, we'll get him and he yeah. takes all of it i mean he takes all but one person out and the one person that he doesn't take out karen karen, karen hits with a film camera in the back of the head
0: and and they get a little then this is kind of interesting so then they do a little high five slap because yeah. they beat them all down and she says now give me some skin and daredevil's like ha 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 come on let's find the kids it yeah. just seems kind of weird. <laughs> I think Give the, some
1: skin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. A,
0: so Daredevil uses one of his shoulders and knocks down the door, and they uh-huh. find the two kids. And it's at kind first, of, the kids are terrified. Oh my they gosh! They see him as love, demons. They see them as demons, but then they realize quickly that yeah. you know they're, that they're there to save them. And Daredevil just automatically knows, like, okay. There's some serious crap going on. Yeah. So now we cut across New York and we're to a holding cell for uh so now Typhoid has gotten bullet on her team yeah. and now she's going after somebody else.
1: Oh, she's going after Ammo.
0: Ammo, yeah. Yeah. It was it took the person me a who was... he yeah, the uh he was the one that was um on top of the uh the Yeah, he the big was the one tank. who was gonna
1: take over New York when the la- when the mutant massacre Yeah. Hit. When he, um he's got really not he, mutant massacre, whatever the last cross the X-Men crossover. Before the coming X-Men crossover. The one with uh, um X Factor and Apocalypse and when all the power went out in New York, Hammer was the guy who was like, Okay, I'm now in charge, we're gonna go and steal everything from the hospital.
0: Right. And uh he's got an eye patch, yeah. uh uh you know
1: He's got a great, like almost Grace Jones looking haircut, and yeah. uh, uh, you know it's very, it's very Warriors meets um, Escape from New York. He's Look, like, he's in a holding cell, and people are fighting, and but he's just sitting there going, "This is just th- these guys are all deadbeats." To think that I was almost the king of New York, and he's got he's dead. Now I am in with these deadbeats. Typhoid just walks in, opens the jail, and says, and walks in, and they're all like, "Wow, she's pretty," and she's like, uh uh-uh. "Uh." Back off, I'm for this guy.
0: If you notice her blade that she's that she's flashing it's got around, blood on it. it's got blood on it, yeah. which she probably used on some guards. Oh, you we see, yeah.
1: We see in, a, we? in another panel there's oh, a that's bunch of right. guards yeah, yeah, on yeah. the floor. She walks out with ammo and says, you're coming with me. And the people behind her are like, wow, the door's still open. We're getting out of here. She just turns around and slices across. Doesn't cut too deep, but she does enough just to slice into the first people in the row and just says, not so fast. You're all staying here. Close the door," she says. "Like funny, th- funny, how freedom just gets snatched away sometimes, isn't it, boys?" She walks past the dead guards and uh, uh, ammo. She basically pitches ammo. The thing she says, "I'm going to go get the mm-hmm. wild boys. I got to make another jailbreak. Uh, Want to beat up Daredevil?" And he's like, "Absolutely."
0: And then we cut across to Daredevil, and we see the exact same thing that we saw. Last time, after we were done with Emma or yeah. done with a bullet, and it's Karen and Daredevil swinging with yeah. smiles on their face, they're happy. And once again, they land, and once again, they kiss. Yeah. It's kind of a neat little moment. It's like yeah. it's showing, and there's some more laughter. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of this is that maybe it's also partly because Daredevil has been away from Mary now for a longer period of time. Maybe yeah. that could be it. it could be. Yeah. But their relationship is coming back together. Yeah. They're now getting closer, and they're now happier. And uh, and he
1: basically says, he says, "I need you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need you so bad. That's how it ends. Where he's he's basically saying, "I'm," you know, he's not saying explicitly, but he's the character is basically saying, "I'm crazy to even think that Mary is the one for me. This is mm-hmm. the Karen is the person I need." Right. Um, we go over and we see a prison hospital. Uh, another dead guard. And we have the Wild Boys are now with Ammo mm-hmm. and Typhoid, and they're fixing up Bushwhacker. They've I, got a doctor fixing I, I'm up I'm also kind
0: of wondering, like the Wild Boys are obviously the least impressive of these yeah. of, of the of the people that she chose to yeah. to make uh, to bring onto her team, and the Wild Boys are just kind of lame, anyways. Yeah, they didn't get very much of a big role in the comic before. No,
1: but they threw everything at him, and he just stood there and was I, like, are "You done?" <laughs> I, I was
0: wondering if maybe they uh, didn't bother showing how she got them because of that or if they ran out of
1: pages i think they probably it it would have just been repetitive storytelling and also who cares it's the wild boys yeah so they're probably just in like they were in a a room (laughs) so
0: she got the wild boys and we have um, um we don't have bullet in the room but we've got um
1: no, bullets legit. He's out yeah. of jail. He he can get out yeah. of jail. Quite. He's never in jail. He right. basically gets a pardon from the government. But we've
0: got ammo and the wild boys and the dead guard and Typhoid Mary is leaning over the top of Bushwhacker, yeah. who in the surgeon is currently working on his yeah. on his um, gun arm. Yeah. And 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 once again, um, Typhoid gives him the kind of rundown. Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go after Daredevil. And, uh, and, and Bushwhacker's all for it. He goes, I'm, I'm up as long as I can do to his face what he did to mine. And one thing I want to point out is that at this point, she says, now, look, we're going to disfigure him all that you guys want. We can beat him with an inch of his life. But the one thing that is very important is that I am going to get the last inch. Yeah. That last inch is mine. So she makes
1: that very clear. Yeah, she says, do whatever you want. Take it as mm-hmm. far as you want. Mm-hmm. But that I la- get the last that bit. That last bit is mine. Yeah. Um, this is this is great. This bit, Dada will Matt's walking along, and he's like, he's 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 going he's going to marry to tell her he can't see her anymore.
0: Right, which is so cool because the yeah. issue did a whole three sixty. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's like, he's nervous. He's saying, "I've got to do it. I can't live a lie. I've got to tell. I've got to tell a woman that I can't see her anymore." And Butch comes, come around around the corner on his skateboard and says, Matt, did will find that little girl? And he says, yes, Butch, she's safe now. And he has this whole thing about missing kids on milk. He says, you know, maybe I could do more. Maybe I can find more of them. And he says, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of freaked out about it. And he says, uh, there's this really touching little moment where uh, he says, how many, how many, are there a lot of missing kids? And, and Matt says thousands, I guess most are never found, but thanks to you. One was, and um, Butch says, No know what? I left home for four days once and my mom didn't even notice I was gone. And Matt says, I'd notice Butch.
0: It's a cute little moment yeah. and then he gives him kind of like a like a, like a, like a, like a little bit of a hug, I guess it's kind of yeah. hard to say. And he pats him on the head and then he walks off. And then um, uh, Butch ends up Real, I, I, what was it that made Butch end up going back to see Matt?
1: He says uh, he he comes up with an idea. He says, "What if all kids were given a little electronic implant that you could track?" Oh, like a dog, yeah. Yeah, so that they couldn't get kidnapped and they couldn't get lost. And he says, I, "I better go tell Matt. It's a good idea." And Matt is with Mary at this point, and he says they're hugging, and he says they shouldn't be hugging. That's not Karen. And he says, "I hate Matt." It's like such a great little kid logic moment that leap of, and um. This is like this is where we I think the the whole exuding the power thing comes in. Matt was going there to tell her we can't be with each other anymore. I, Karen is the one I need, mm-hmm. and within seconds he's like, "I'm here. I'll be right with you. Yeah. I'll stay with you." Because yeah. she's trembling, she's afraid. He says, "You seem so vulnerable and sad, so fragile. It breaks my heart. Why did you leave me alone?" And he says, "Why are you so afraid of being alone? I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here with you."
0: Yeah, that's lame. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, he's being Poor controlled Karen. and I know. That issue Matt is very he's, he's got a very weak mind. He's he's yeah. had several breakdowns. <laughs> Th- that was a very very good issue. Yeah. That was very good. And it leads to to 260. 260 which is Should we even bother
0: talking about this one? Should we just tell people just to just to go, go and read, read it?
1: it? I mean, this is the <laughs> this is one of my favorite standalone it, issues. It is really good, time.
0: Jamie. And uh, and like I said earlier, this is the first time I've read these two issues yeah. and um they're
1: amazing. They, yeah. That
0: that last one is that last one is a standalone. It's a great issue mm-hmm. with a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But but it's not as good as this next one, two sixty. No. However, you need a two fifty nine to set up what happens in two sixty. So these two need to go together. Yeah.
1: And this being this is a giant size spectacular, double size issue as always. But it it goes by so quickly. It's it, so it, it pacy.
0: And I, in my opinion, um, John Romita Jr. Great artist. Yeah. Um, sometimes his pencils are a little loose Mm -hmm. sometimes like there's, there's not like, I don't think there's enough, like time could have been spent more on the finishes. Mm -hmm. I feel like these two issues, the art is so good. I feel like this is his best so far.
1: And it's like really cute little touches that he throws in. There's a bit, we open with Karen. And uh, Matt is getting dressed into his daredevil stuff and he's kind of goofy. He's not quite got the costume fully on. Mm-hmm. So it looks kind of saggy and a bit weird. Like I the, know. the mask isn't quite on and he's kind of joking around. And <laughs> Ka- Karen walks in with like a, she's got the shopping in the shopping bags and she's got a handbag in her mouth because she's kind of struggling to carry all of this stuff. In. <laughs> Matt could have helped her, but you know. Um, and he goes through and basically tells her everything that's in the shopping. Bags and she's like, You don't have to show off. I know you're good. And he says, Oh, you got two bottles of water in there. And she said, Hey, water has no smell. He goes, Not to you, normal humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, You don't have to impress me. And he goes, Oh, but I do. I have to overwhelm you with my super senses. That way you'll never feel bad about living with a man with a handicap. Um, and then he says, You know, I he he, he has a thought about what it says. It's amazing that I even considered betraying her with my affection for Mary how could a man have all I have and still feel discontent what a fool I was and uh, you know they they make out a little bit he's happy he hasn't quite got the mask on properly so she tidies it up for him and he says there's i I'm going out for a quick patrol he says it's the 4th of July there's a parade going on it's going to be loud but I don't think anything's going to happen there's an anti-nuke rally next to an independence day thing which might get a little hairy so I just want to make sure no one gets into any fights but you know it's it's going to be an easy day. It's mm-hmm. going to be fine. You and, know, y- and he does a he has a goofy thing where he says, you know, maybe I'll join the anti peace thing, and he starts saying some things like, no, uh, no nukes, make love, not bombs. And she says, you sound, you're a big ham. You sound like you're, and you're dating yourself with all that sixties talk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so fun. Just like if if you take a look at all of the images on these two pages, these uh-huh. first two pages, the way that Daredevil's body positions are, yeah, he's they're very fluid. They're very like he's just he's comfortable he he's he's having a good time he's yeah. happy you can really tell that he's not stressed out at this moment yeah and it's
1: which super is- domestic because it's like it's them in their house very comfortable They're, mm-hmm. you know they're this is their safe place he's happy with karen he's safe with karen like the outside of the house is laundry lines with laundry hung up so it's like it's that he he's in that that place that he found himself at the end of Born Again, where he said, mm-hmm. "I'm fine, I'm okay, I don't need like a big brownstone, I don't need a law, I don't need all of these trappings. This is where mm-hmm. I'm happy, is just with you." So so he he ends up eating
0: an apple. Yeah, he goes outside on the fire escape. Yeah, he jumps across and he is just singing and just so happy and feels so good. And then he senses something. And then,
1: boom! He says, uh "Oh, <laughs> something's coming, something huge." Rocking like a locomotive, no time to move. And bullet oh slams in. Gosh. It's one page of it slamming into him. And he says, uh, Daredevil thinks it's lucky I relaxed just enough. Otherwise, he would have broken now, my neck. Now,
0: th- this issue's got a lot of splash pages in it. And mm-hmm. double, it this, is, this is just a great issue. Yeah. It's so nice, Jamie, because like we get so much... Huge action in this, you know. Don't get me wrong; I love a lot of panels to show a fight. That way, you can see different angles, different punches, and stuff. But sometimes, when you throw that big panel in there just to show that big hit, it's so much more impactful, and it just makes you like get so much more excited. You know that when when like splash panels are used correctly. Oh man, they're good. Yeah, this is this
1: is so good because it's gone from it's gone from two six panel grids that show domestic life, and the the fluidity and the impact of the, the hit from, um, from Bullet in this. So you have that one page of, of Daredevil's back arching massively where he's been hit and him saying I'm lucky I relaxed. And then you have this great, you see how hard Bullet hit. They go flying through all of the laundry lines, taking all of the clothing with them, mm-hmm. keep flying through fly into a <laughs> water tank which bursts through. So they bust yes. through a water tank oh, and drop to the ground and as soon as they hit the ground Bullet throws a punch. And he's just like, "How you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> he's I like, know. And he uh, says, uh, "Just I, I'm fine, but one question: Why are
0: you doing this?" <laughs> so uh, the the fight is quickly interrupted with yeah. a little bit of showing the pro the the protest down yeah. below, where you got people talking about
1: the anti nuke protest
0: going yeah. on, blah, blah blah. That stuff's yeah. all being talked about. Then we go back to the fight though, yeah. and we get this really awesome like the bottom two thirds of the page is four images without any panels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's no uh like, no borders, no borders mm-hmm. around them, and it's literally like. It's just, it, look at the way that they're moved, yeah. Jamie. It, you know, you got Bullet swinging and Daredevil jumping over it, ducking yeah. underneath the swing. You got him punching one side, punching the other. Bodies are bending. Yeah, and it's Daredevil's so basically good. saying,
1: I cannot get hit by this guy or I'm dead. I've got to just keep avoiding him. And he's just saying, What's going on? Who hired you to do this? And he goes, Ah, oh, you know, someone who loves you. Yeah. Um, Bullet runs it in one last time. Daredevil flips over and he smashes through the roof. The, 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 Um, the ring uh, like the concrete parapet uh, parapet yeah around the roof and smashes down to the ground smashes into a car um daredevil swings down and the people it's a peace protest and people are saying why are these guys fighting this is ridiculous this is what we're talking about these guys are bullies and daredevil comes down and someone says oh he's daredevil he's cool and he as he's coming to land he says i'm sensing bullets going for a punch he manages to throw himself back bullet throws a punch at him and everyone's basically saying take your fight elsewhere this is a peace parade you're ruining this and that basically keeps moving and he's like i've got to get him away from everyone i've got to get away from him um you know bullet just gets up and he's just like hitting protesters out of the way and saying you're next you're next Mm -hmm. get out of my way and uh, he charges him again, hits a wall. That is one of my favorite
0: panels. Yeah, team. it's
1: a top shot which shows Daredevil kind of jumping over and using Bullet to to kind of lift himself up. And he breaks uh, his legs as Bullet hey, runs d- under it and does, hits the wall.
0: Does Bullet have, like, does he have, like, invulnerability?
1: No, he's just super strong.
0: Uh, going through a brick wall, I don't care how strong you are, yeah. man.
1: Because <laughs> he goes through that brick wall. It's kind of, it's kind of like the ox. It's yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, He goes through and he's kind of, it's implied that he's unconscious and uh, he says, and Daredevil says, you know, I'm sorry I messed up your parade, I'm sorry I'd like to march with you and everyone's like, get lost, we don't want you, your superheroes are warheads, someone says, and he's like, oh yeah, I guess, and he says, hang on a second, something is coming this way fast and he shouts, everyone get down and it is the Boom. next person
0: <laughs> the next person that Daredevil's going to have to take down.
1: It's Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker. On a mo- motorbike firing multiple guns and just basically the- saying you're dead meat Daredevil.
0: What an awesome double page splash. Yeah. This is you have Daredevil like doing a Spider-Man type move where he's yeah. got one hand on the ground and his legs are up in the air. And you've got all these bullets just being shot, you know, from yeah. Bushwhacker on the motorcycle. And, and I like how I didn't notice this the first time I saw it. How you actually see um, the un- that the bottom half of the unconscious
1: bullet, yeah.
0: laying on the ground.
1: Yeah, he's just in through the wall. Dedo um, says, "I got to get this guy away from here." But why? What's going on? Why are these guys coming for me? Why is this is this is a little bit too much of a coincidence to have both of these? Um,
0: and, and by the way, Bushwhacker is still wrapped up in all of his bandages. He's he, not back to his normal no. self yet.
1: And he says he's got a flamethrower on his back. Calls him a jerk. I like that. Um, <laughs> what a jerk! And he says, "Okay, I got to get up." So he starts, he starts uh, rocketing up a uh, fire escape, and is running up. And he jumps out of the way just as Bushwhacker fires the fire, the, the flame from the fire, the the flamethrower um, up, and the edible screams as he jumps over the parapet onto the roof as though he's been hit. Bushwacker climbs up and says, uh, I got him now. I'm going to go have a look at what he looks like. I'm going to make sure I burn his ugly face. Um, <laughs> and was just sitting there waiting for him. He has a little bit of burn on his legs. Yeah. It caught his legs as he was jumping over. Um, but that looks like it's the only part. Um, Aye! That's yeah. what he said. Aye. And he punches Bushwacker <laughs> like this. He punches him in the face, drags him up onto the roof, and just starts punching him, and says, I don't want to fight you. And Bushwacker says... Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just hitting him. And then he says, oh, hang on a second. That sound, the gun, his his arm is changing into a gun. He pushes his arm down and the gun fires and shoots out a chimney. And he says, who wants me dead? And he says, uh, Bushwhacker, this is a great line. He says, somebody who hates you. Maybe me. Maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're firing. he gets a, a shot off onto um, the kind of skims uh, Daredevil's head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he... Again, he screams and he says, I gotta get make some space. I gotta, I gotta get away from this gun. He kind of flips behind a chimney, jumps off of the roof, and thinks, Uh oh, there's nothing to grab onto. Uh, well, I better get ready to hit. And he says, Hang on, I'm sensing something big down there. And he lands on a um, part of the parade, one of those. What is it? It's not a blimp, it's like a yeah, they call them balloons, usually. They call them right? balloons, yeah. yeah. It's like a blo- an anti war, yeah. nu- it's called Nuke Man, Nuke and it's man. an anti war balloon it's being dragged through the parade he lands on that and he's sitting on there and bushwhacker looks down and says look at this loser he's so (laughs) so helpless down there he's a perfect target and he says uh this is going to be fun that balloon should blow up like a bomb and i love a good bang he fires his arm hits the balloon and the bomb the explosion of the balloon goes up and
0: and daredevil like that was being he's beaten up this explosion took it takes him out yeah and his clothes are like starting to get thrashed like his yeah. ar- arms are uncovered part of his red hair is peeking through on the top
1: and, and he, his senses he's, are gone, have gone crazy yeah. he can't hear anything he can't he can barely sense anything he's walking along and, he's and, like, and
0: and and the people at the protest you know they're all a lot of them are thinking hey we're being bombed. Yeah. Like, you know, they think it's an actual bomb. Yeah.
1: They're running away. And many of them are shouting out my ears. I can't hear anything. And uh, Daredevil kind of gets to his feet, and he's kind of clambering along. And he's saying, this is so stupid. Why Why have I done this? Why have I ruined the parade? And he, there's a, a blind guy in a wheelchair sitting outside of a shop with a can um, panhandling. Uh-huh. And Daredevil's senses are so messed up. He's he says there's that clinking sound. I hear a slight clinking sound. He, and Bushwhacker he, used to play with bullets. Yeah, he's he was thinking he's playing
0: with bullets. And then the wheelchair that he's in, the clinking of the of the tires.
1: Yeah. Or no, it's the smell. The smell. Uh, he thinks it's and the says, metal of metal. the gun. Yeah. 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 He says that's Bushwhacker. And then he says, I can smell sulfur. The 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 blind guy's lighting a cigarette. And he says that's sulfur. That's definitely sulfur. That's Bushwhacker's gun. I've got to get him. Um, and then he sends his set steam from the subway, and he says, uh, we must be near water by the docks. Good, not many people around. And he's in a huge crowd of people yeah. at this stage.
0: Oh, man, he is just oh, he Yeah, is so trashed. his
1: senses are just completely ruined. And he runs up and grabs this blind guy and says, I've got you now, bushwhacker, surrender peacefully. And a bunch of people say, let him go, he's blind. And then one person comes over and says, hey, come on, leave him alone, you're better than this. And she says, there's something wrong. You've obviously been in a fight and maybe you've hit your head, you're concussed, let's get you to a hospital. And Daredevil's kind of stumbling around going, where am I, what's going on? And he says, uh, he, he grabs the girl and says, watch out, there's a train. And she says, you're crazy. That's the subway underneath us. You are a mess. You've got to get some help. And he's standing there and he says, and, and this is kind of sad, he says, you know, I wanted to march today in a parade for peace. I wanted that so badly. And she says, "You know, it's okay. We understand. We're New Yorkers. We get it. You're a good guy. We know you're a good guy." And uh, he says, "Okay, I'm okay now." And she says, "You sure?" And leaves him alone. And he's stumbling along. He's leaning on on, on the walls and stuff like that. He doesn't see where he's going. People are saying, Do "You need help." And he's starting to talk to himself, saying, "I just, I didn't want, I didn't want this to happen. I don't know what's going on." He accidentally leans on a bunch of buzzers for an apartment building, and they're and, saying, "Like, who's there? Going, get off of the yeah, buzzer! Yeah. Who is <laughs> it? Leave it." <laughs> And, and then Yeah, and Daredevil
0: goes, uh, at least now it's quiet, peaceful. At least now it's peaceful. Here for a moment. Yeah. And then
1: boom! Boom! cry he, he gets a good smack in the face from ano- ammo.
0: Another double-page splash, yeah. this time being attacked by ammo. Yeah.
1: And it's a really good... It's a good image because you see how... I mean, like you said, Daredevil's clothes are getting ripped to shreds. His boots are starting to sag. That's how... Yeah. You can see it's like... <laughs> and the hit, I mean, it's just... Ammo throwing a punch effectively and it's something that he should be able to handle. But it's a it's a full on hit. It takes him off his feet and sends him down to the ground. And Ammo's a, you know, saying, How you doing, old buddy? I've been thinking about this for so long. Um, Daredevil manages to get out of the way when Ammo goes to him with a baseball bat so hard that it breaks it the breaks bat. It breaks the bat, yeah. And he gets a couple of really soft punches in and, and ammo just laughs. And it's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're pathetic. And um, then,
0: while they're fighting, you've got two separate parades that yeah. are starting to kind of reach one another. You've got the the ones that are against nuclear uh, nuclear war, and you've got the the patriotic uh, Fourth of July people. We're saying "Happy Birthday, Uncle Sam." God bless America. Yeah. So There's you've got the, two sides that are coming together. The war and peace parades. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and then um, we have a brief moment where Human Torch is flying overhead, and he's he looks down and says, "Should I do anything about this?" And he's like, oh, No, nah, this is Daredevil. This is City. Daredevil's." Oh, look, there he is. There he's it, in the it, fight. It's, it's kind of a weird little
0: cameo that I actually wish was not in this book. Yeah. I know it's kind of setting up because um, next issue we, we get we get an issue with where he's in it, but yeah. I kind of wish it wasn't in it just just because as a whole, kind of is a takeaway page. Yeah.
1: It does say, what you know, what I was saying before about how he exists in his own little world. Like yeah. Human torch is flying there, and he's like, ah, daredevil's down there. He can take he can care take of this. Care he of goes, area. besides, um, I'm in the fantastic four. I need to save the universe. And he says, ah, it's great being a fa- the human torch flies away. Um, and ammo is still just pounding, just like. Pound,
0: pound, pound. Punch,
1: punch, and punch. And Daredevil's trying, like, he, he lifts up a foot to try and kick it in, but it's basically just leaning a foot against him. Yeah. And, and while
0: this is going on, you've got the two sides of the protest yeah. that are now fighting with they each other. They start to clash, yeah. yeah.
1: And then this, this, there's a great, it's a really nice, um, like, the motion pictures that you associate normally with Daredevil is in being. Yeah balletic and agile and leaping and flipping. So you have this moment where ammo throws a punch at him and daredevil basically just stumbles and drops to the ground. It's
0: so cool. Cause yeah. you, you're like, if you take it's what it's one, two, three, four, five, six. And, and the way that his body is moving each time that you see it, it it's insane.
1: Yeah. It looks, it's such great, uh, uh artwork to 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 give that body language there of somebody just stumbling with no power left in him he drops to the ground the the, the fight the protest kind of moves on and he pushes himself up and he's like this this is he, he kind of makes some reference to something that someone said about having one foot in a grave one foot on a banana peel and but, then he says uh, there's something wrong inside my bones are twisted my chest is all soft i've got to get to the hospital And then he says, I can smell alcohol. This could be the hospital, but he's basically just in an alleyway with a load of (laughs) booze bottles. And he says, oh yeah, I can smell blood. There's lots of blood. Yes, this must be a hospital. And he has a little moment where he pictures his dad
0: yeah, this is a cool moment. I yeah. actually really like this. So, so his dad is sitting there. He's dressed up in his um, in the his, boxing. He's in his boxing uh, workout uniform.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the the, the uh, robe. The robe. Yeah. The
0: robe over over. It, and he's got his hands tied up. And and he's telling uh, Daredevil, he's like, "Look, you got your fists ups, come on, hit me. You know, hit me hard." And yeah. And then so Daredevil kind of kind of stands up and starts to get in this like practicing punching mode with his father, like a yeah, teachable moment. The spa. And his dad then turns into Daredevil. And he goes, hey, Dad, where'd you go? Why can I only see myself? He goes, I'm not blind, you know? And then he starts to kind of punch himself and everything. Yeah. And then behind him, uh, you've got a whole bunch of his rogues gallery that pops yeah. up. And it's a cool little moment because... Um, you know, it's like
1: that thing about you said if they were if you were going to send the A-list. And yeah. He, the, he imagines the A-list. Yeah.
0: This is the a, kind of the A-list people yeah.
1: that are there. So you have Bullseye, you have Gladiator, you have Electra, you have Typhoid, and you, and you have got Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. And it's kind of like a nice thing of him. It's almost like him in his mind saying, I don't get how these other yeah. guys could have he, done this. When yeah. He's
0: hallucinating. Did. And he assumes it's all these people. And and, and they're all talking back to him. He got Bullseye saying like, you know, what's up, Hornhead? You feel like a little nutso. Daredevil, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's an illegal moment. Then they all reach for him and Daredevil starts to kind of like, he's just punching, just punching air. And he goes, I'll fight. I'll beat you all. Take that, take that. And that one more punch. Right. And then he's just leaning over, barely standing. And then once again, they all disappear. And his dad is there and he's like, you know, you're in a dead end, son. You know, this is a, you know, this is a blind alley. You're getting nowhere. You didn't even listen to me. I told you to be a, I told you not to be a fighter. Why are you a fighter? You know, you promised me on your deathbed, and then he gets punched. Yeah, but this time, really
1: punched. It's a real punch. It's a real punch. It's one of the and uh, then the wild it's boys. so
0: sad. Like he is like leaning up against yeah. a brick wall, just like cut to just he just sli- he slides down the wall. And he there's goes, "Daddy." One really,
1: yeah, there is a really cool thing that John Ramita does. Uh, John Romita Junior does in this, which is across the pages. It's very slight, but his face starts to swell up. So in each panel, after after oh, Ammo right. gives the last hit, yeah, when he hits the ground, it kind of it's just bloody. But then after that, the the cheek starts to swell up, and by mm-hmm. the time you get to that last one, his face is just like this mush, basically. When he hits the the wall and drops to the ground, it's just like this broken face thing. And they say, you know, um, uh, which one is it? Jet? I can't even remember which Wild Boy is Wild Ball, but um, it's uh, the, the the Wild Boys are standing over him. And one of them says, you know, oh, it took one punch. I did that with one punch. Yeah. And uh, then uh, he says, there's something weird. Look at how lumpy his face is. And the other guy is there and he's like, I didn't even get to hit him once. This isn't fair. He says, that's, yeah, he's he's making some funny noises. So, you know, he's really beat up. Oh, it's uh, a... Jet is the the one that didn't get the hit. So he says, I want to do something. So they throw him for a fence and then they just beat him with pieces of wood from the fence and they're mm-hmm. just hitting him and hitting him. They kick him out into the curb. They kick him into, into the gutter. He's lying there. He manages to pick up some dirt and throws it at one of them. So they throw him into the trash and then they just start to beat him some more. They drag him to a little bridge.
0: The, the, to me, this is crazy because Daredevil is defenseless now. Yeah. With everybody else, I mean, well, I guess towards ammo, he, he he was at least a little bit more you know. Yeah. in the fight. But in this one, he's completely out of the fight, and you've got these two nobodies, these two yeah. wild boys, that over it's about five pages or so mm-hmm. are just punching him, kicking yeah. him, throwing him in trash and dragging his body and then they bring him straight to the edge of, I guess it's an overpass, right? It's
1: like a little overpass. He says it's like a 50-foot drop on this bridge between two buildings over like a, a garden mm-hmm. area. And uh, he's trying to get up, and, and and Jack kicks him in the face, drops him, and he drops over the edge, and he's hanging on. Mm-hmm. He's hanging on with one hand, and... Uh, what is his name? Why can't I remember? It's jet, uh, Spit or something like that. Split or Spit.
0: One of the um, two And old boys. he
1: says, look, the guy really knows how to hang in there. And they're like, this guy's pathetic. Let's stomp on him. And they're about to stamp on him. And Typhoid Mary comes. And she basically holds says, the
0: blade. I, I wouldn't do that, sweetheart. And, and what's cool is everybody's first appearance gets either a splash page or a double splash yeah. page within this issue. Yeah. And so now we get a double uh, double splash page of Typhoid's first real, we saw her in the, her in the hallucination, but her yeah. first appearance
1: in this issue. Yeah, and, and she uh, basically says, yeah. you remember I get the last inch, both of you. You can go now, you're done. And if you want to cause trouble, all I have to do is flick my wrist and you'll be dead. <laughs> and I go, okay, we're good, we're gone. See you." They run off and she bends down and she's like, look at you, look at you. And grabs dead by, by his arm that's been holding on, lifts him up. And he says it was you, and she says maybe. And he says please save me, and she says I'll save you if you love me, if you if you tell me that you want me, if you tell me that you love me, then I'll save you. And he's like, no, yeah, like now, do you think
0: this was because Typhoid fell in love with Daredevil for? I think real. there is a little F- bit of that for real. Yeah, like she always controls you know, she, she makes people fall in love with her, Mm -hmm. but she actually fell in love with daredevil. I think so. But daredevil was falling in love with Mary. So it was making her mad. So she did this because earlier on, I think it was the end of last issue. She was like, if I can't have Daredevil, if I can't have daredevil, nobody can and I'll kill him. Yeah. So if daredevil would have actually loved her, yeah, then she would have saved his life potentially. So she
1: says, he says, why are you going to, why are you trying to kill me? You don't even know me. And she says, Oh, I do. I I know you. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, she says, "I have to kill you because I love you." And she lifts him up, kisses him, and then lets him go. And it's a this is this is a two page. It's a split of of uh, vertical panels, mm-hmm. very thin panels, and it alternates between dead evil falling and really super close on typhoid uh, eye and just pretty much her eye and a uh, part of her face shine. Daredevil fall in a little more, and she starts to cry, and the tears kind of match where he's falling. So he falls. He falls 50 feet to the ground, hits the ground, and she's crying, and that's how the issue ends.
0: Really, really fun. Daredevil, it's called 30 or, I guess, probably 40 pages of Daredevil taking hits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And it's, throughout the
0: whole thing, he's always saying, I just wanted to participate... In the uh, the piece. in the in the piece uh, yeah I just I'm parade. just
1: for peace yeah yeah it's he a was great... having such a good day for two pages yeah
0: great two issues mm-hmm. lots of fun John Romita Jr. is a great artist but these two issues like yeah. I felt like of of all the big classic issues uh-huh. this one I would say is the most evenly matched on it being a combination of writing mm-hmm. with art yeah like the artwork in one eighty one. Is absolutely amazing. The writing is absolutely amazing. But what what makes 181 as good as it is, I'd say is a little bit more story than art, Mm -hmm. even though the art is awesome. Mm -hmm. This one, though, John Romita Jr., like the art with the uh, story, it's like a 50-50. I might even say... It's a little more about the art in this particular issue
1: than it yeah. is about the story, maybe a little bit. I think uh, Anaseni has the sense to know when to let it breathe. when to yeah. actually, th- There are pages where nothing is said and then there are pages where stuff is said. And mm-hmm. Those first two pages, all of the dialogue is just super playful, mm-hmm. sweet. You're just like, oh, this is yeah. nice, this is good, it's all going to be okay. And then when to let it breathe, when to let the, the hits be the story, when to mm-hmm. let the art have its space. It's such a good issue. Well,
0: everyone who listens to this should go out and uh there are both issues are on Marvel Unlimited mm-hmm. so you can read them there yeah. or you can go buy them online. Yeah. Um are they collected in any books? They are
1: collected in the um the epic collection okay. in the Coming of Typhoid, I think it's called or it's the 13th Daredevil one. Mm-hmm. So their numbering's kind of wonky cuz they basically numbered them as if the whole series was released in them but mm-hmm. it's the the one the one that uh, features typhoid in the title has these issues in mm-hmm. check them out please it's such a good it's yeah. the, them two together are such good issues
0: well thank you for listening everybody yes thank you and uh, this was episode 60 60 yeah this was episode 60 uh-huh. and we've Gone over 260 Mm -hmm. issues of Daredevil, yeah, plus several several guest appearances. And we just covered three today in Punisher and Mm -hmm. Thor last episode. And next episode, we're covering one with Submariner, a little one. And you know, it's just, it's uh, we've probably done 325 to 350 appearances, maybe, yeah, probably or or issues where he appears in. Yeah, that's a lot of Daredevil, yeah, so many hours, yeah, so many hours. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Joshua.
1: I'm Jamie. We We just just did did Daredevil. Daredevil.